It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud, news you might have missed at newsdesk.org, and the community-funded reporting project, Spot Us. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. When I look out my back window, I see two main features on the skyline. Both of them are symbols of Los Angeles. Both of them are symbols of alleged civil rights abuses. The tall, sandy tower of the Metropolitan Transit Authority was built during the years when the MTA was embroiled in a federal lawsuit over a decade ago for failing to provide adequate service to low-income commuters of color. Up the road from the MTA and on my skyline, the twin towers of Men's Central Jail straddle Boucher Street and warehouse some 4,000 inmates under prison guard supervision that has recently been likened to medieval torture by the American Civil Liberties Union. We live in a time when U.S. voting laws have been called Byzantine for their intractable complexity. And there is perhaps no area of the election laws governing the 50 states that is so confusing as the one that governs the rights of prisoners, particularly convicted felons. And so, I set out for 450 Boucher Street because I've been invited to document a unique moment in the history of Los Angeles. Reception center is right there through those doors over there to the next building. It says 450 right up on top. Inmates at county jails will be voting in this election in numbers never seen before because many of them do have the right to vote, but most of them are not aware of that. Inmate reception center, public lobby, stair number seven, do not enter. By my count, there are one community two, transition three, unit, four entrances, DNA collection, to 450 Boucher Street, cashier's office, bail and fines, property release. I try each of them before I reach the civilian entrance, where I leave my driver's license, civilian collect my badge, entry. and get buzzed up to the administrative offices. I am here to see Sergeant Juan Martinez. Take her up with me and then we'll take her inside where all the volunteers are. Martinez is a member of the Community Transition Unit, a lesser known but widely respected division of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, which is based here at Men's Central I just got to this unit and the towers are really confusing. 
And sometimes I go in there and I'm like, you walk in and you're like, wait, I'm like, what? Arriving at the same time is Pui Yi, a UCLA law student who's here to register inmates to vote. She's the first person that I have a conversation with here, and I could not have picked a better introduction for this particular facility when they're here. You know, there, there were, I believe, three members of the community transition unit who were personally escorting us, and we were divided into groups. So there were three groups. But they escorted us to different, you know, housing units, to different dorms, uh, different modules. Um, the group that I was in, we were able to, within the span of about two or three hours, register about 84 folks, which was really good because apparently at the other facilities up to now, you know, there was a total of maybe 50 volunteers register or 50 voters registered per day total, like in the whole facility. So. There's been a really great turnout here at Men's Central, and I'm hoping for the same at Twin Towers. At a time when the Sheriff's Department is dealing with lawsuits for alleged civil rights abuses, ranging from use of excessive force and refusal of bail, right here at this facility, this is a unique moment in the Los Angeles County Jails. They attempted this last year without volunteers, and there were nine inmates registered. Whereas this year, with the volunteers, our goal initially was 5,000. But there are a lot of factors at play, and I know that as of yesterday, we were right around 600. So long as you are not serving a sentence on, or are not on parole for a felony, you can vote in the state of California. Each state in the U.S. has its own regulations in this area. In Florida, a felony conviction means you will never vote in the United States again. In Los Angeles, community activists have seized upon the willingness of the Sheriff's Department to highlight inmate voter disenfranchisement as an important issue for the moral health of our society. So, can you tell me what your name is and where we're at right now? Yes, my name is uh, Edward Ramirez, Lieutenant with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. And we are en route to uh, Twin Towers Correctional Facility into one of the modules or into one of the pods to register voters, uh, to register inmates. To this is Ed Ramirez. The he's the lieutenant vote. here. And he's a force of nature. And of he's in charge of the community of transition unit. Called the community. Yes, we are the community transition unit. And what we are is we are the re-entry arm of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department that assists men and women leaving custody, our custody facilities with pre, uh, pre-release and post-release needs. Uh, and those needs range from housing. They range from housing to life skills, social skills, uh, cognitive behavior, behavioral uh, rehabilitation. Uh, it could entail uh, substance abuse treatment centers, um, really whatever the, whatever needs they have, we want to identify them through a full and comprehensive assessment and we want to get them into the services necessary. The bottom line being uh, our goal is to reduce our recidivism rate so we're able to give these men and women a more stable foundation than, than they came in here with. 
The Community Transition Unit is perhaps the one unit in the county jail system that focuses on civilian life outside of jail. Oh, absolutely. Many of our people do need uh, transitional assistance. Many of them don't know that they need it. Many of them, because they've been through the process, through the revolving door, <laughs> Lieutenant Ramirez is an affable guy. He exudes openness and camaraderie, perhaps not the stereotypical vision of a Los Angeles County Sheriff's Lieutenant. Until we get them here, talk to them, get As we walk from the administrative building into Men's Central Jail, in, um, Lieutenant Ramirez explains that his program. officers make it their business really to help inmates. Uh, guilty as charged not or not, to make a successful so re-entry into their communities gangs, and into society at large once they leave so this facility. We clearly explain that to them, they understand that they have options, that there's other housing areas that they can get to. There are um, funding mechanisms, mechanisms that will pay for that. There's substance abuse treatment facilities that we have um, agreements with that will take our inmates. You could see this unit so as a functioning, progressive, collaborative, so successful bastion in an otherwise flailing institution. What we do is we don't do any pre-screening. What we do is we go up into the facility, into the module or dorm, let them know who we are, let them know what we're doing, and give them all the screening factors. And whoever is qualified to vote then comes out and registers to vote. And that's a self-assessment that they're making listening to the list that you run down? Yes, yeah, and it's very specific, so they know, and, and for the most part, they know if they're, if they're qualified to vote or not. But we just give them the list and go through the list just in case there's any questions. And what's your experience with the reaction that most of the inmates have when you come through and explain that these this opportunity exists? To uh, a lot of them are surprised, uh, and uh, a lot of them are happy that we're there to, to help them with this process. A lot of them actually didn't know that they qualified to vote, and once we told them, they were uh, more than happy to go ahead and register and get their vote counted, so I think that's... It's pretty amazing. Uh, you can see 360 degrees as opposed to Men's Central Jail where they're modular. You really can't see down the roads. You have to physically come out and walk the roads to look into As we cell. enter the next building and walk up to the royal blue painted metal and concrete panopticon of the jail, Lieutenant Ramirez explains that this current October voter registration drive represents a unique moment for the community transition unit and for the men who live here at Men's Central Jail. How long has that been going on in Los Angeles County? We've been doing it for a couple of years now. I know Sergeant Garcia was very involved in the first uh, process um, when he was with uh, Inmate Services Bureau, and now he's assigned the Community Transition Unit. Uh, we wanted to bring it back, but we wanted to bring it back in a way that involved more volunteers, that involved a very tight-knit partnership with the Los Angeles County Register Recorder's Office, and a series of meetings was held uh, strategy sessions, if you will, strategy sessions to determine what is the best avenue of approach so that we can get more inmates to uh, register to vote. And the fact that the community is involved is the true testament to 
what we do on the sheriff's department. We are the community transition unit. We depend on the community. We depend on community-based organizations. We depend on faith-based organizations. Law enforcement dollars will only go so far. Uh, we, it's necessary that the community become involved. These people are being released to the communities and um, a lot of the church groups, a lot of our community-based organizations are already working with our inmates. And uh, what we're doing at the Community Transition Unit is inviting them for the first time to come into the jails, to be an active part, to meet the inmates at the bars, to meet them at their housing locations, to meet them at their modules. Officer Martinez uh, walks us up to, to the cell block, a, a which is actually called the dorms, where a classroom area has been turned into a hive of voter registration. Not the name you got booked under. You can start in the first box. Number one is your first name. 100 or so men of all body builds, ages, races, and observable walks of life sit with pens to paper, dressed in blue jumpsuits, or standing and mulling around behind each hexagon of plate glass windows encasing the classroom area. In the center of the glassed-off area, where I stand, about half a dozen well-dressed, older men and women meet with smaller groups of men in blue jumpsuits right. at little tables. With that, line two is your last name. They are taking names and addresses, filling out voter registration right forms. Three, check off Mr. These are the volunteers who've come together to register voters. And they are not your average Angelinos. I'm uh, Kelvin Calloway, pastor of Bethel ME Church here in Los Angeles and the president of the board of directors of the Los Angeles Metropolitan Churches. And we are collaborating and partnering with the Sheriff's Department and other faith-based organizations to um, this outreach to get the inmates who are eligible to vote registered so they can vote in the upcoming election. How many faith-based organizations are involved in the county that you know? Oh, we've got several, uh, we're probably, I would say, 30 or 40 uh, working on this effort in addition to a voter education drive and just challenging people to utilize the right to vote that they have, that so many people have given blood, sweat, tears, and their lives for. Now, what Pastor Calloway means by blood, sweat, and tears is that he distinctly remembers the civil rights movement and a time when black men and women were not allowed to vote in the United States. He is not alone in this memory among this group of people. I meet several volunteers who are motivated by that same purpose. Yes, good morning. My name is Cheryl Baycott Glenn, and I am here listening Cheryl to Cheryl is a charming woman in her 60s with a big smile sculptural glasses, and lots of curls. I can't wait. My husband said he can't wait to November 6th so he can have a wife again. So, <laughs> yeah, this is, but this is a cause. This is really a cause. Why is it so important for you to be involved because in Because they are disfranchised voters, and voting is a right. It's a God-given or a constitutional right. And for me, I, can't, I live through the civil rights area. I'm 64. So I know when I couldn't vote. So it's very important. My grandfather walked five miles to vote and saved for a whole year for the $2. And when they got there, they had the $2, but they gave him the poll test and he couldn't answer the question. 
So voting is very important. Uh, I lost friends that were killed in Mississippi for voting registration. And uh, my cousin has carrying a bike now from the dogs. So it's very important to me. It's very important because I came out of that era. You lived through the Civil yeah, Rights There's through. one voter left at the table with Cheryl. No. Are you a Hispanic or Latino? He's a young man with a cast on his right arm. And so she helps him okay. fill out a form yeah. that documents well, voter disenfranchisement. Okay, we're gonna find it out. Oh, you're gonna be 20. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the December. Yeah, in December. It's coming up in like two months. Oh my goodness! Are you gonna? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna celebrate on the skateboard? How are you gonna celebrate? Yeah, I'm gonna be in jail. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm gonna be in jail for a while. But you told me for what it was, we're just I'm not like, gonna accept that. Oh, no, no. You're gonna think positive. Gonna you're gonna be out and back in school. In March. In March. I'm hoping in March. In March? Yeah, because the case is gonna take a year. And so far, I've been six months. His form, along with hundreds of others, will be sent to the state assembly by a coalition called the Red, the White, and the Blue. NA because you don't have any children. What's this form that you're filling out? It's different than the voter registration? It's the the, uh, disenfranchised voters registration campaign, and this is going to go to Congress. Have you ever worked? No. What is your your highest academic achievement? Do you have a high school diploma? Uh, No. Okay. I'm 50 credit short. Okay. You don't have a high... Put your arm up here so they'll see while I'm filling it out, not because his arm is broke. Don't look at the camera. Do you need help with substance abuse treatment? No. Housing? Yes. Medical care? Yes. Medicine or I'm not supposed to interview any of the inmates Bank here, account. but sitting at a table recording, I end up just talking to, to, to a man who's at least in his 50s. He's at a table with a guard and four other men less than half his age. His cornrows are growing out and graying, and his glasses are slightly bent. And he tells me this is his first time ever registering to vote. You never voted? No. I've always been on parole. Get out of here. One of your family or friends. But you're eligible now. I don't even know what to do. Like many former felons who've served their time, Jonathan was unaware that he is legally entitled to vote in California. He just assumed that he'd lost the right until today. There's a slate of, I think, more than 20 propositions that you'll get to vote on. There are a lot of them about funding the schools, um, about the death penalty, about the three strikes law. Well, I think some people deserve the death penalty. They shouldn't wait 20 years to do it, though. That'll be on the ballot, so you'll be getting in the... child molesters should get stricter penalties. I think schools should get more funds, teach the, teach the youth better, better books, more after-school programs that Ronald Reagan took away they need to put back. I believe in some things, you know what I mean? And that is also the reason organizers of this effort are working so hard this election season. They see this as a civil rights issue.
broke people need a better education and better teachers. Yeah. The sheriffs see this yeah. as a smart re-entry and inmate integration program. So much so that Lieutenant Ramirez pulls me aside from my interviews with the volunteers to point out that this act of civic engagement is only one part of a larger strategy that his community transition unit has to educate inmates before yes. they're released. You were going to ask me. I was going to. I was going to tell you part of this EBI, and I know you're here to do the inmate voting, but I want you What's to take EBI. A, Education-based incarceration, it's sort of changing the mindset. The, the sheriff always says, you can educate the body, but you can't, I mean, excuse me, you can incarcerate the body, but you can't incarcerate the mind. And what we want to do is provide education to these individuals, whatever that may be, whether it's GED, um, uh, general equivalency diplomas. Whether and it's given the current skills, state of affairs skills, here, success, inmate education is a smart move. AB 109 became law last year. It's also known as the Criminal Justice Realignment Act, which pushes inmates out of jail on probation while still technically serving a sentence. It's a status in the weird world of economic crisis in California. It's what brought people like Pastor Fania Baruti from New Way of Life Church here to the jail to volunteer today. Um, what brought you out today? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I am a, 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 a formerly incarcerated person, convicted person. And uh, as an organizer for organization, uh, All of Us and None, which is uh, we fight for the restoration of our civil and human rights. And so... Um, as formerly incarcerated, I think that it's been a blessing to be able to come back inside here to help people empower themselves for, uh, to dispel voters' apathy, for one, and to show that there is laws in place, there are laws in place, where people can come forth and, and vote. You know, register to vote and vote and have some sense of uh, empowerment in doing that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All told, the Red, the White, and the Blue Coalition and the Sheriff's Department registered over 1,000 inmates to vote during the past month. Lieutenant Ramirez hopes to turn this facility into a full offering of wraparound services where soon-to-be-released inmates will be able to get temporary IDs, counseling, health services, and career guidance one day. But for now, it holds the distinction, at least in the esteem of faith-based organizations, of being one place where life and hope from the outside world can enter the prison walls today and into the future. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, and 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City, that's H-E-A-R in the city, dot org. And at kpfk.org, you can like us on Facebook. If you like. And visit us at our website, hereinthecity.org. And follow us on Twitter.
So, tomorrow is Halloween. And after that comes Dia de los Muertos. And so I thought we would wind up our show. With the voices of this wonderful trio of children singing at the Los Angeles Theater Academy. It's part of their Do, Re, Mi, Lata choir. They're singing La Llorona at the annual Day of the Dead Festival. The Los Angeles Theater Academy resides in a gem of an indoor-outdoor theater that was built in the 1920s across from what is now Dodger Stadium. And it went unused for decades after it was built until actress and theater director Alejandra Flores stumbled upon it in 2008. And it was, all the benches were broken down and they were run down, terrible. The doors were sealed with cement and it was an, uh, an amphitheater but it was not being used for decades. So when I asked about it, they let me go inside and it was a big storage room. Nobody had been used it. And actually there's one person that I talked to, he was born here. He didn't know there was an amphitheater right there. So it's a hidden place. But the great thing is that this was dedicated to the children of Los Angeles since 1926. But it's only now that Lata Los Angeles City Academy is using it since 2008 for after-school programs, summer camp, and, uh, and for performances during festivities. And this is one of them that we're celebrating the day of the death. And you're going to see how talented and beautiful these voices are. La Llorona is sung by Hannah Lascar Harris. Yes, she is a relation. She's my niece. With Cynthia and Sabrina Lee. We'll have a link to the Los Angeles Theater Academy's website and programs, plus an archive of this show at Here in the City. That's H E A R in the City.org. We will be back next week on Election Day with a live show. Please. In the meantime, inform yourself on our California ballot initiatives between now and then so that you can get out and vote on November 6th. And that's it for Here in the City today. Special thanks to Jesse Lerner, Luis Sierra Campos, Tandis Shimorenga, 
Daniela Gerson, Sabiha Khan, Albert Chacon, Rachel Salmon, Will Coley, Holly Harper, Karen Ness, and to you, our listeners. We will be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. Until then, you can find us on the web at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. I'm Sarah Harris. Signing off. To yapping on. When you go in and out, may you have peace and level and safe. Yes. Be safe. Peace.